This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Look at what you taught me. Yeah, All right, and we are back for another edition of the Starting 502 Podcast. As always, my name is Preston Meyer. I'm your co-host with the most. And tonight, we have Nick Hunter back for a big dub against Navy. Nick, how are we? Feeling fantastic. We hit the reset button. First of all, thank you, Furman, for everything that you did for us, especially on the defensive end. We appreciate you. And I think we, I think Furman may have saved us two or three L's down the road, but we can get there later. They, they may have, and that's ultimately, you know, I think that's in, in my long post game um, after the Furman loss, that's exactly what I got into, right, was this loss isn't bad, ultimately, if you learn from it. If you don't learn from it, then you're going to miss the tournament, point blank. Like, that's, that's the takeaway right there is if you don't learn from the Furman loss, then you're looking at another season where you're going to be on the outskirts of the tournament. And that's just not what you want. And what is this year four of the Chris Mack era? Year three, year four of the Chris Mack era. Holy mm-hmm. cow, how time flies. Uh, but no, you mentioned the defense, right? Uh, what to you stood out um, on the defensive end? What changed uh, tonight versus the first two games? They were actually kills on the defensive end. So just a friendly reminder that a kill in the Chris Mack defense is three consecutive possessions of, of no, no score. And we actually had several of them tonight. And, and we deflect the ball at a much, much higher rate than, we, than we've seen in any preseason game, in any regular season game to this point. Hands were active. We were in the passing lane. We looked like we were there to play defense. And we were a lot more physical as well. I thought, for the most part, the officials tonight did not call a lot of the ticky-tack stuff that we've seen in the last couple games. But we, we were enforcing our will on defense. And uh, did we take possessions off? Absolutely. But early in the game, we established, other than the first bucket, we established we were going to be in the passing lane. We were going to make everything difficult. And by golly, we played pack line for most of the night, and that was really good to see. A return of the Chris Mack defense is what you love to see from this game. Perhaps the biggest takeaway 
and I really felt, you know, I, I'll get into this a little bit more in, in my, my big takeaways as well, but I really felt that Louisville ultimately would have played you know, this. Like we could look back as, at this being a true turning point in the season. I know it's early, but a true turning point in the season, uh, if they were just able to handle their business on the boards, they got crushed on the boards, which is a bit of a, of a concern. But given the way that they moved the ball on offense, it seemed like they kind of had, uh, you know, as you kind of indicated, uh, like that met- metronome-like offense uh, that Ross McMains has been striving for. And on defense, they were just super active. Uh, you know, I, I believe Jalen Withers had three steals. Jared West had two or three steals. Like, they were getting into the passing lanes. They were being disruptors on defense. If they were ultimately able to own the boards and only allow just four or five offensive rebounds versus, I believe, what ended up being 12 or 13 offensive rebounds from Navy, then we're looking at a, a 30 point win versus like a whatever that was 17 point wins. So uh, that's kind of the next step, I think. But ultimately, I mean, you, there's you, you're kind of nitpicking if, if you're trying to find reasons to be displeased after this game. Uh, you know, we'll get into this a little bit, but I was just super impressed uh, with Roosevelt Wheeler. I, I felt like overall, as a team, Louisville was just progressing, you know, de- as far as their development uh, as just individual players. And it felt like they were trying to work towards becoming parts that, that make the whole better, if that makes sense. You know, it seemed like each player was – doing less to do more. Uh, and that, that really impressed me tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was really interested to see the rotation um, after the loss to Furman. I thought it would be tighter. I thought there'd be a lot less guys playing. We saw 10 guys play tonight, but it was a different group of guys. As you already said, Rose Wheeler got some good run tonight, got 10 minutes in. Felt like more than that, honestly. Got on the boards, got three boards. Uh, missed, missed a wild dunk, but did have, did have a nice um, move underneath as well. Uh, Matt Cross obviously had another really good game. Um, he got that tech that we've been looking for. So that over is definitely going to hit that we had early in the season on the amount of techs. Yes, uh, yes. I do believe he will be a, a fight, uh, be a part of a fist fight at some point in the season. I feel really confident saying that. So we may lose him to suspension at some point, but Hey, he's a dog. He's ready to back it up. But I think the big thing that we saw was, was the five spot. And, and Rose Wheeler was the first guy off the bench today, as far as, playing behind Malik, Malik Williams. And that's not something we've seen so far this season. But I liked it a lot, Presley. I liked what I saw from Rose. I really felt like when we got the ball to him in the right spot, he knew exactly what he was doing. I thought he, he made a few mistakes, but he was playing really hard. I, like, I didn't really have anything bad to say about him. There, were, there was a couple defensive breakdowns, but quite honestly, Malik's been beat on straight line drives so far this season pretty consistently. I mean, as you broke down in the Furman game, they they isolated Malik Williams and went after him defensively. And so th- that there wasn't a huge downgrade there with Rose Wheeler in the game. But I, I think the rotation was the big thing that stood out to me tonight. I liked, I really liked that Noah Locke only had to pay, play 22 minutes. I liked that Jared West only had to play 24. Those are the things we like to see in a game like this, in a game where you're favored by 14 points, you're at home early in the season. We're playing a lot of guys. We're getting a lot of guys run. But I felt like tonight there really wasn't a big drop-off. And I feel like we've seen early in the season 
Sometimes we get to that first under 16 or the under 12, we bring in three or four guys and there's a clear, we're not in sync. We don't know what we're doing offensively or the defense starts lacking. So I was, I was really glad to see consistency across the board. I felt like everybody on the floor played hard tonight. Felt like everybody on the floor contributed tonight. And that's what you like to see after your acting head coach said, we need to improve in every phase of the game three days ago. In football as a whole, and even, even women's basketball, you can get into to every level sport. It feels like there's like this trend that they just get off the slow starts. And it's kind of been that way consistently. Like it feels like they, for whatever reason, like every Louisville game that I watch, they're just off. To, and tonight it all started with the defense. Uh, I believe they got off to a 13-6 start. Get, correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, but I, and I, I believe all of, all six points for Navy came from kind of like a long offensive rebound where they were able to kind of grab a rebound like in, in the middle of a kind of an, in an empty space, essentially. Uh, and that's one of the, the criticisms of, of the pack line defense. They were ultimately able to grab a 50-50 ball in an open space and then convert because Louisville was off balance. That's the only points that they scored in that first segment. And, and Louisville was just super active on defense. Like they were just – they were, you know, attacking the passing lanes. Uh, they were up, up in guys' faces. Uh, and, and then they were creating offense out of the defense. And I think that's ultimately what they want to do, right? Like if you – it just wasn't working the way that that it seemed like the coaching staff wanted it to work, right? Like it seems like like Ross McMain's style system, uh, he wants to create a quick offense that starts with the guards. And it seemed like uh, Marcus Maven kind of pointed this out on Twitter as well, either last night or early this morning. Um, there's a lot of Malik Williams and Jalen Withers grabbing the lead, rebound after a long defensive possession, and then they dribble all the way up the court. And before they can make it advantageous, they just kind of like run into a double team. Like the other team is going to know if Malik Williams has the ball. Okay. He can't get more than like 10 inches off the ground. Uh, he isn't super agile. He's going to have a high dribble because he's freaking six eleven. Uh, he's not going to like cross anybody over like, you know, finger roll to the basket. And if he does, it's going to look ugly and, and slow. Like he did the last game. Like, you know what you're going to get. Like, Yes, Malik Williams and Jalen Withers can handle the ball better than Gabe Widsnitzer or Chinanu Anawaku. But, like, is that what you ultimately want? Is that how you're initiating this McMahon's offense? No. Like, that's not what you want. Like, I like that they have the confidence in the players to bring the ball up the floor. But if you get past half court and you're not initiating the offense with the guard, like, you've messed up. Somewhere along the way, you've screwed up. And I think that Louisville kind of made efforts to correct that. But that all kind of started, too on the offensive or on the defensive end, you know, they didn't put themselves in situations where uh, it's, it's Malik and Jalen or JJ who, you know, we'll get into that. He didn't even play this, this game, but, or Rose or whoever, like, you know, players grabbing a board, like big men grabbing a board and then like driving or just running the floor with the ball. Like, that's not what you want to see. They did a great job of Jared West initiating Ellis kind of initiating the offense uh, and then we saw in the first Malik had like when Malik Williams was in the correct position, when he was truly playing the five spot on offense, he was freaking dishing, dishing them out left and right. Like, so you have to like, everybody has to know their role. And it felt like this team knew their role tonight. Uh, and, and that's kind of what it excites me going forward is uh, as you kind of text me during the game, if this team gets bought in and they truly understand their roles, then yeah, you're going to learn a lot from that Furman game uh, because, because it seems like everybody is paying attention and they're realizing like, maybe we were 80% in this, but if we're a hundred percent in this, all of a sudden 
you can go from losing to Furman to kind of just competing uh, at the highest level. And ultimately, I think that's what you want. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think the big thing as you like pull back and look at like the shot chart from tonight, you know, six of seven in layups. That was something we really struggled with against Furman. Three or four in yep. dunk attempts, which should be high quality shots. But again, things that weren't happening a few nights ago. What I really liked is multiple times tonight, Navy went to zone um, to just kind of try to keep the L. Ellis's, the, the Jared West, the Noah Locks out of the lane. And the ball movement from side to side and going back to that Ross McMain's metronome quote about it bopping back and forth, the ball was not on the floor. The ball was in the air. And we saw multiple times on one of the possessions, it ended up with a Matt Cross open three, which he had hit four in a row at that point. On another possession, it went both sides twice and ended up in Sam Williamson's hands inside the painted area to a spin move, dribble, spin move, bucket. I mean, that's exactly what the offense needs to look like, but it, it's exactly what you said. And I'm not sure how much of it came through. I know I was having some audio issues on this side, but what I liked, what I saw, like like you said, was the, the four and the five guys weren't the ones bringing the ball up in transition. And that's huge for this offense. Because then they're in the wrong spot. And again, Ross McMaines has said he likes the spacing so far. But again, if the, if the wrong guy is in that spot, then it's not the correct spacing. So Malik Williams should not be the one or the two. And when he's the one or the two, now we have guys in the wrong spot. And so we saw a lot more tonight of the right guy bringing the ball up. Matt Cross multiple times got in the right spot for himself to hit a shot. We saw multiple times where Sam Williamson got in the right spot to then drive to the hoop. Dre Davis, not as much tonight as we saw the other night against Furman, but exact, exactly the same concept, right? If we're getting right. to the right spot in transition, then the right things are more likely to happen. When we're under control, as McMain says, when we're under control but playing fast, then good things are going to happen. Then we're going to get into that two-man offense, that three-man offense, just quick screens, quick cuts. And that's what we saw a lot more of tonight, just a whole lot less standing around a whole lot less having to look over and see Ross just waving his arms and flailing like crazy like we did the other night. I, I was just really happy to see how much Coach Pekis was just like begging guys to get up and down the floor. Like, come on, let's just go. Every time we got a defensive rebound, let's get up and down. And multiple times we had, you know, we had five on three, five on four, and we're just begging for guys to get up and down the floor. And I think that's probably why guys like Rose Wheeler got run tonight because he he's athletic. He seems to be in shape. Yeah, I'm sure we'd all love to get some more weight on him. I know he's already done a tremendous job in the weight room with all those guys, but man, when we get up and down the floor, when we buy into spacing, when we buy into Sam Williams and catching the ball on the wing and saying, Oh, this isn't my look. Let me get one more pass that extra pass. The potential is really, really high. Now, are there going to be nights when we don't knock down shots? Yeah. See Furman, right? There were good shots on that shot chart. We just didn't hit him hit a lot more tonight. But again, if you set yourself up in the right positions, you're going to find success more often than not. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think a lot of it goes back to, again, you know, we kind of pointed this out, but I don't ever want to see Malik Williams again freaking. And he did it a little bit. He kind of had to steer away from this again tonight. This, like, he gets the ball in his hands at the top of the key, and he thinks he's, like, playing at the SRC, and he's going to freaking go between his legs uh, a little scoop shot maybe behind the back pass. Like, bro, you're not playing against Brad from Thigh Tall, okay? Like, you're playing against legit D1 players. You need to get your ass down in, in the middle of the lane, post up, and freaking do what you know you're able to do. 
Like, I just, I'm not sure what Malik Williams is right now. I'm concerned, Presley, to be completely honest with you. I'm concerned that he's getting his backside beat in practice. Like, that's where I'm starting to come up with is like, is he just getting manhandled in practice by Rose and by Sydney and by, you know, Gabe when Gabe's health? Is, is that what's happening here? Is he just getting manhandled? And so when he gets out there, he thinks he has to play like a four or like a stretch, like like a Kevin Durant kind of guy. I, I don't know, but I, I don't see him demanding the ball in the post. And like you said, I do see him trying to make something happen from 16 feet away, which is not where we want him. Or multiple times, even tonight, fade away jump shots. Like, like what are yeah. we doing here? You're 6'10". Yeah, so, so players or teams like, I don't know, Virginia, Notre Dame, North Carolina, those teams are going to push you away from the basket, right? And in that instance, it's okay for a player like Malik Williams to take a three-point shot if open and he has the opportunity because he, ha- he can knock it down, as he did tonight. What you don't want to see is against a team with a lesser big man, with, with a lesser front court, you don't want to see him with the ball in his hands trying to create. Like, he needs to be down on the block he needs to be setting screens. He needs to be, you know, creating uh, in kind of the high to low post area. Like, that's where he thrives. And we saw in that first segment tonight, like, that first segment was beautiful. That first segment was everything that you'd want to see outside of rebounding. But that's something that will improve as, like, once the team starts to learn their spots more and more, then you're going to see a lot less of that. You guys are going to know when a ball is theirs, right? Like, that's that just comes with time that doesn't come in three games. I'm not super concerned about that. Navy obviously seemed like a, a, they had a lot of turnovers, but that seemed like turnovers were more because of Louisville's strengths and less because of Navy, the way Navy played. Um, but when you're playing against Navy, you, you want to abuse a team like that in the post. And I still want to see more there. Um, as far as quick takeaways for each player, as always, I try to jot down some quick thoughts about each player during the game. And let's get this baby rolling. Jared West, trust him with my life. Mentally tough as hell. Williams, as I already said, what is his role? Jalen Withers still needs more, but I like how he impacted the game in other ways tonight. Uh, Locke, shout out to Jacob, who was absolutely spot on. Uh, he said Locke was going to be Louisville's best scorer on the team. Now, I'm not sure if Locke will be the best scorer, um, I think that Matt Cross is going to have something to say about that by season's end. Uh, but, I, but I like what Locke is bringing to the table. Shout out, Jacob. Nobody could have seen that coming. Uh, Dre Davis, why is he starting at this point? Uh, he's a fine sixth man. At, but at some point, like, just goodness gracious, like, he, he has some work to do in some very important areas. Um, L. Ellis <laughs> made Coach Mike mad. That was the, the biggest thing that stood out to me tonight. It seemed like every time he got in, the geese was pissed. Uh, Matt Cross, first of the season, was minus a million, right? Uh, Williamson, just set piece Williams, Williamson away, right? Like, he's the best UofL player for mid-range since Earl Clark. I will stand by that because it's true. He's one of the best mid-range players in the country. He's going to end up being one of the best mid-range players in school history. Like, Williamson is, is a dog from, like, 8 to 15 feet especially. Like, he, his, his touch is unbelievable. Like, I, I love Williamson's mid-range game. It's old school. It's so much fun to watch. I, I hope that we get to see a lot more of that this season. Uh, Roosevelt Wheeler, he's a stud in the making. Uh, and how in the hell did he get zero minutes last game? 
uh, essentially those are kind of my takeaways for each player. Um, other just quick takeaways, again, just to emphasize, they got killed on the boards. That's something that I think can improve as they start to learn the system. I like the, the implementation of the three-guard lineups again. Uh, we saw a lot uh, of Matt uh, – excuse me, of L. Ellis, um, Noah Locke, and who's the third guard, Mason Faulkner. We saw a lot of that tonight. Um, so I like that. Jared West kind of rotating in and out. It seems like they kind of do that to spare the wings just a little bit, right? Like they put in a three-guard lineup, they sub in the fourth guard for the third guard, and then the wing comes back in for that third guard. Like that's kind of the rotation they've had going. Kind of like that. Um, Williams is hurt. That's another, you know, something we haven't really gotten into. He's not back to 100%. I wouldn't mind seeing Roosevelt Wheeler start. And I think that there's a reason why Sidney Curry started the first game of the season. I think we're starting to see that. I think that Williams right now needs to be kind of on a minutes limit. It just seems like he's giving too much. I think that Louisville could benefit from him playing 15 minutes versus playing 25, 30 minutes a game. Just my personal opinion. I don't know anything, though. Uh, and then also this team just straight up leads the country and wild open shots missed. Like just counting just on the uh, just I was just trying to keep count as the game went on. Jared West had two. One that was just a straight up air ball where he just short armed it. Uh, and another that like went off the corner of the backboard. Uh, Locke had one. Davis had two tonight. Not a surprise with Davis, obviously. Uh, and then there was there's lineups that I love tonight and lineups that I didn't love. Lineups that I loved, the, the lineup that I loved the most was West, Faulkner, Williamson, Cross, and whoever was at the five, be it Williams, be it Rose. Uh, I, 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 and I, I just like that lineup. West, Faulkner, Williamson, Cross. I think that's a great lineup. Uh, lineups I don't love, anything with Williams and Williamson together, uh, especially at the four and five. Those are your two kind of like – right now, they're your two – slow people with the two players with the slowest feet uh that that play at the four and five position um williams has really struggled on the defensive end like you could not have teams like this just picking on you and targeting you uh, on on the on the defensive end like williams coming into the season i think that anybody who knew anything about louisville would say that williams is probably like a preseason all-conference defensive player of the year candidate right and he's been a liability on defense. And it's 100% because he's not where he used to be. He can't hedge on those high ball screens. Uh, he's not as quick. I know he got a few blocks tonight, but he is not as quick recovering. Uh, he's not as good at staying in front of it as defenders. And on pick and rolls and kind of like, you know, ball screens in the middle of the lane, like it's been a struggle so far. So I don't know what they're going to do with, with Williams on defense. I don't know if it's just he just has to heal before he can be a little bit quicker. I don't know. But he's he's not been able to u- utilize his length like Louisville wants him to. And you got like these six, seven, six, eight centers just absolutely just taking advantage of him. And that's how that's how teams have scored. The te- teams that outside of three-point range, teams that have scored on Louisville, picking on Williamson over and over and over and over again, and offensive rebounds. That's how teams have scored against Louisville. Uh, I mean, we saw Furman did that all game, and they hit a bunch of open threes. Like, that that was the recipe for them winning. Navy, as well as Louisville played tonight, Louisville could have beat them by 40 if they just freaking rebound the ball. Like, that's not an exaggeration whatsoever. They had, I mean, just I can count 12 points off the, off the 
back of my hand, off the top of my head, whatever the saying is, uh, where where Navy just got easy buckets. Like they should have scored in the forties tonight. They got nothing in the midcourt. They got nothing in transition. Like it was all off offensive rebounds and picking on Williams. That's it. That's the only way they scored. Um, so those are my quick, maybe not so quick takeaways. I had a lot of extra thoughts there at the end. Um, it, it, as far as other things that stood out to you tonight, anything else? Uh, like you said, the rebounding, the rebounding is a liability. Um, Piggy said post game, the rebounding thing is an issue. We got to fix that. So he's, he's aware of it. I'm sure he was shoving that down their throat at every timeout, TV timeout, halftime. I'm sure that was a big thing tonight. Um, other right. big takeaway is I got to get whatever that quarter zip was that the coaches were in tonight. Absolute flames. Need to get one of those. Send me one. University of Louisville. Um, Sexy. And the other big takeaway yeah. is the other Look big takeaway is make one two games. Right, make make one game turn into two. So let's see it again on Saturday. Got Detroit Mercy. Um, not as good as maybe expected preseason from what I understood. They are zero and two, but they do have Antoine Davis, who is their leading scorer. He was one of the top scorers in the country last year. Averaged twenty four and a half. In his junior season, it's actually his worst scoring season. He averaged 26 as a freshman. He's currently averaging 18 and a half this year in a couple games. So, again, anytime you play a dude who can just – anytime you can you can play a dude who fills it up. Come on, Antoine. I, I mean, he's got to get it bro. going. They're playing too many high, high major programs to start the year. But um, I'm just looking for building blocks here. I want to see signs that we're moving in the right direction. I want to see signs that we're finding the right seven, eight, nine guys who can play against Michigan State in two weeks. Um, and I want to see signs that we're not dead without Chris Mack. And I think, I think we saw that tonight. So I think that that's a big thing to see. Um, I want to see Rose Wheeler again. I want to see Rose start. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I'm sure we'll see some more defensive breakdowns if, and when that happens. Um, but you got to be consistent. I think that's the big thing. We need to beat the teams we're supposed to beat, especially in this part of the season. We talked at nauseum about it preseason. You got to handle your business in the non-con schedule. We got plenty of hurdles coming after Detroit Mercy on Saturday. Of course, we go to the Bahamas. We've got Mississippi State, who's two and zero, looking to be three and zero. They got they actually played Detroit Mercy this week the way they did the scheduling, which is kind of cool. Then we have uh, Richmond or Maryland, and then of course we come back for for Michigan State. So all kinds of things right here. Very much um, encouraged compared to where I was a few days ago. Feel a lot better about the program. Feel a lot better about this current team. The ability to rebound. Rebound from the loss, not rebound. We need to work on rebounding, obviously. But excited about excited was- about the next step. <laughs> um, I, I'm really interested to see JJ Trainer, Sydney Curry. Was there injuries? Was there doghouse situations? What's going on there? Um, we've kind of been tracking the JJ Trainer minutes. He played two minutes a couple games ago to open the season. Didn't play a whole lot in, against Furman. Didn't play any tonight. Really interested by that. Um, I was very impressed as we look back at the minutes that a lot of the guards played somewhere in the 20 minute range, 18 to 24 minute range, but nobody really played more than that. That was an encouraging sign. I'd like to be in a spot where we don't have to play the Jared West and Noah lock 30 minutes a game. I think that really shows that we have trust and that we have depth, um, but all those things pointing in the right direction, keep doing what you're doing. Don't do anything stupid on Saturday. That's another big takeaway, right? Do what, do what you're supposed to be doing um, and, and get one, one step closer to, bringing Chris Mack back. Yeah, uh, I mean, to just add to your Roosevelt Wheeler comment as well, I kind of commented to my brother tonight, like as we're just sitting watching the game, Roosevelt Wheeler is like a freshman year Malik Williams. 
like very similar types of games. I don't think he can shoot the ball as well, but like just the mobility, like the way that Malik wants to play is the way that Rose has played so far this season, as far as just how active his hands are, how solid he is on defense, how reliable he is around the back, soft hands and from a mobile big. This is a guy that, essentially didn't play basketball competitively for two years because of COVID and injuries. Uh, So we're only starting to just see the beginning of Roosevelt Wheeler. That's a huge takeaway for this, for this game, right? Uh, Next up, we got Detroit Lamborghini Mercy. Um, We are, I I hope that we can look forward to this game and use it as another building block, because I think this is probably, if you're ranking the rest of the teams on the schedule, I don't think that there's two worse teams on the schedule than Detroit Mercy, right? I mean, we, you know, we, we've played some of the some of the duds and went two and one, right? I mean, you maybe you have one, Nick. I don't know. They're, I was just looking it up. They're two thirty six in Ken Palm right now, so that is that is very low. Not not the best, not the best. Um, so, hoping Louisville can use this as a building block game. It's one of those where you really need to expect to blow out the other team, and hopefully rest those legs for for what should be a challenging two games uh, in the the following Thanksgiving weekend against Mississippi state, either Richmond or Maryland. Uh, So until then we are anxiously awaiting the next time we get to see you all. But for now, signing off, go cards. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.